position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 316. It's 316, isn't it, Ivor? Why did it say 216 in the... Anyway, of the best Linux games podcast being recorded for you on this Friday the 13th again! It's always fucking Friday the fucking 13th. We've had more Friday the 13th over these seven years of this show than... I don't know. You know, I'm sure there is some, like, bias in that, you know, we tend to release on Fridays and that the show's designed to replace what I used to do on Fridays... Um, and because this show does require a date at the top of every show, maybe I just notice it more, but there have been a lot of fucking Friday the 13th anyway, you're the the show Crack Engineer, I wore Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign good um this is a Friday the 13th of November 2020 uh, at, uh, 1921 hour, 1900 hours and 21 minutes, left coast, Pacific coast time, PDT, I think. 
I always get them fucking confused. Is it PST when it's standard? And when is it standard? Did we roll back the standard or are we gonna... No, it's PDT. It's still at the same time. So out here in, in Vegas by the Fortress of Darkness, it is like 7.23. Um, another insightful and exciting turgid hour of deep intellectual complex meditations on the nature, on the historical nature of video games and the experiential transaction between developer player as transmuted as transmitted via the intermediary um, of the game itself uh, is to follow, I'm sure. No, I'm just kidding. This week we have a much lighter show than last week. Um, I still have not beaten Red Dead Redemption 2, but uh, I'll only say this, if you've played Red Dead Redemption, then you know how they love to mindfuck you at the very end. This one is no exception, um, but I was prepared for it, more or less, just by having played the previous games. It's still good. It is such a magnificent game. Um, some people, uh, a friend of the show, Joe Trophy Wise, said that, uh, and I, I kind of agree with him, but it's a problem, and I just wanted to highlight this. Um, it's a problem with reviewing games that are so built around um, story elements that are intrinsic to the development of the character and the, pro- the progression through the game. I don't like to spoil anything. And so, last week's review of Red Dead Redemption 2 was a spoiler-free as possible, but it's a little too spoiler-free, I thought, in the sense that like I didn't describe what random encounters are like, but I, you know, if you've ever played a role-playing game, then you know what random encounters are, um, and you can imagine what they will be like. They will be random, and they will be, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I thought that was a fair criticism, I just wanted to point that out in, you know, not my, necessarily my defense, but, you know, copping to it. Um, anyway, let's get straight to our top stories. We have, like I said, a very fun show for you this week. Um, on an unfun note, other than the Friday the 13th thing, um, evidently U.S. COVID cases in a 24-hour period, for one 24-hour period, hit 170,000 plus. If we keep doing this, we're, like, past, like, the worst, like, this is beyond like my projections. Like this should be like at worst if like, you know, we didn't do anything, we should only be seeing these kinds of numbers weeks from now or my projections. We are heading into a catastrophe. Fucking I I mean for real and Biden and Trump is preventing Biden from getting the president's daily briefing won't allow him to talk to fucking he's aligned to the state department and not allow him to talk to foreign leaders during the transition he still says that he's the president it is fucked up we are on the edge of a really a major economic humanitarian health mortality mass casualty political cataclysm um and if I were our enemies I would be just lining my ducks up in a row for uh, a major action against us um to say nothing of the major actions that we've taken against ourselves already that's the I mean 170,000 people 
out of, I think it was like 1.9 million people got tested in the last 24 hours, 170,000 of them tested positive for the virus. That means, not only is it rampant, it's like explosive growth now. It's a, a change of, a rate of change for the last like eight days of like 40,000 extras, double what it was the day before in terms of the number of new infections. This is unacceptable. Um, and we are whether whether you get sick or not at this point um, if you have any sort of health problem like I, I have some health issues right now that I'm trying to get taken care of you're fucked you're fucked because you can't you will not be able to get a bed in a hospital you will not be able to find a hospital you have a heart attack you're done so, you know, and we're not set up, we are not prepared mentally or anything. This president's done nothing. And I was thinking about this earlier today. I was like, you know, it's like a fucking gang of pirates has hijacked our government to fucking enrich themselves and they are literally killing us and they do not give a fuck. And I thought about that and I thought, who does that sound like? I, the first person that jumped in my head was Mabudu Sejiseko any other fucking failed fucking tin pot despotism this is how it works, this is how it runs you know, I mean, God help us I don't believe in God, but I wish I did, I envy those who have faith, but God help us, okay, also in the unpleasant news category um, Soulbat 2 uh, is in early access, and I got it this week, and I got a copy for a friend of the show Vigilant Viking, uh, from the Discord uh, Discord channel. Um, I was so excited that it runs natively on Linux. The game is awesome. It's just as good as the first game, which was a free game that was made available uh, via Flash. It was a web browser game, and it was phenomenal. It was a major, major hit. This, um, it the, the sequel's been handled by Transhuman, makers of Butcher, Carrion, other fucking, you know, major, gory, awesome, action-oriented titles, but there's no one playing it, and the game is made for online play. I cannot get into a deathmatch with more than one person, or CTF with more than one person. I don't understand what's going on, because it might be the fact that, like, this this type of game, which is a mouse-driven, you know, you have infinite reticle, it's you, you, you aim with your reticle on your mouse. It's keyboard and mouse game only. Can't play it with a joystick. Um, and that's by design. And, you know, you have jump jets. It's a two dimensional. Um, it's a cross between like worms and uh, other 2D side scrolling arena shooters. Um, but there, it sucks because there's no one playing it. I wonder if this type of game just only worked. Well, one, because it was so good. The original was so good. But also maybe because it was free. Um, which is a sad comment because these guys deserve to get paid for this game. But I can't... You know, I've only got 40... I've only spent 42 minutes in the game. I've played like maybe 10 matches. I cannot find more than one person to play with at a time. Luckily, the matchmaking works really well. It matches you up very quickly. But uh, it doesn't populate the rooms and like the server browser says at any given time like there's only two people online out of 19 fucking official servers it's just 
it's depressing because this game was the best when it was like, you know, five on five. It's probably my favorite. It does have bots, though. It does have a single player thing, but the bots are nowhere near as good as humans, and it's more fun to play against real people, especially in this game. The weapons are phenomenal in this game. Um, it's got everything that you loved about the original Soldat, but like with a $15 price tag and the number two after Soldat. Mm. And 15 bucks is not an unreasonable price to pay for this game. I just wonder why no one is playing it. Also, as intimated two weeks ago, uh, Proteus, P-R-O-D-E-U-S, uh, entered early access. It's now out of the free open beta, although I do think they have a free demo you can still download um, if you're blah. I have some problems with Proteus uh, in its early access incarnation versus the free open beta. Friend of the show, Bully Lockers, uh, resurfaced this week to spam us with screenshots of his gory exploits. The game came out, uh, it came out into early access one day earlier than was scheduled. Um, and so I asked him a bunch of questions, and then I, I, and then I, you know, fucking bought the game. It's 25 bucks. Um, it's worth it. I don't like the first four levels of this game. It's way more puzzly and irritatingly anal in terms of like hiding the path forward for you um, in comparison to the open beta that they debuted with. The fun, luckily though, the fundamental underpinnings of the game may are, you know, exactly as they were in the open beta. The magic charm of being able to play a modern style first person shooter with basically Butcher's sensibility of pixelized absolute abject demonic gore and zombie slaughter with massive shotguns and you know this is not a cerebral game which is great but over the first four levels so far it is way more cerebral than it should be in my humble opinion um it seems like the developers tried to make levels that show off how clever they are and how brutally they can fuck you by making you find, by making, by obscuring your path forward uh, throughout the level which is a big pain in the ass to that end I offer the following anecdote, I was live streaming Proteus uh, last weekend I think right after I posted this show or earlier in the week, I can't remember um and I had a bunch of viewers, I had like five people watching and stuff, and um I was on this level I got stuck at the exact same point, and I had to backtrack this took like an hour and a half to two hours, it was like the whole fucking live stream and I kept restarting the level after I after I got to that point which was like, you know, 20 minutes eh, 10-15 minutes into the level, but and that's a big problem that's a pain in the ass it's a big fucking problem that I don't like but Proteus does come with a level editor too but in spite of that I kept restarting on the live stream I didn't lose any viewers everyone just loved to watch it and I loved to play it but I couldn't figure out how the fuck to... eventually I figured it out and it was very asinine and sneaky and shitty and stupid I thought because it, it massively hindered uh, my enjoyment of the game it was very much like 
It was very. It reminded me very much of Doom Two, like how once you beat the game, to defeat the game, you must destroy me, John Romero. Um, you would go back and you would endlessly play your favorite levels over and over again. Then you would discover the secrets, and then you would try to get all the secrets for each level. And they were very fucking difficult, especially in Doom One. It's more like Doom One. That is how you actually have to progress through these levels in Proteus. That's P R O D. E-U-S. Magnificent game, though. Uh, you can expect a full review maybe in two weeks, depending on how long it takes for me to beat it in early access. The offerings that are there in early access. I can't wait to fire up the level editor, though. Because um, it, oh, it's such a cool game. And Boldy Lockers is exactly right about that aspect of it. I mean, we're talking massive gibbage, blood, gore, three-dimensional fucking enemies that are designed to look like pixel trash sprites in a first person shooter and they even mimic the way their corpse stays um, I wish that corpses stayed longer and that there were longer decal or any decal effects um, but the low resolution pixel trash aspect of the game is absolutely fundamental to its charm it reminds me of what Ion Fury could have really been if Apache had been and Ion Fury took way too long to fucking develop like I mean that's just ridiculous but they use the same engine as the original uh, Duke Nukem 3D this has all of the charm none of the drawbacks uh, but the level design it's too puzzly it's too puzzly in, in the open beta, like, the most complicated thing you would do is, like, backtrack to find a key. Maybe. And I thought the level design was cleaner and, and faster. You want to be killing. Always be killing. I don't want to explore your shitty-looking pixel trash, looking... No offense, the environments are great, and what they do with them is amazing. Some of the machines that they build in the game are, are great, and the, the environments themselves are awesome, atmospheric, and etc., but it's a bunch of pixel trash like it's a bunch of low resolution textures minimal use of shaders um, there, this is not a game you buy for the light sourcing effects or the subtle shape masking in the characters you know non-existent CGI dialogue sequences of which there are none thank god and no story to speak of blah 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 um, so yeah I'm not that into you tricking me into not being able to see the way forward for two hours you know, blah, I want to fucking kill some fucking giant hexen like you know, mutant demon zombies and some shotgun zombies and a lot of them, and I want to blow them all up with lots of rockets and death lasers and action missiles and soltar, goddammit action missiles luckily the game, though as it stands now, still is very very much focused on those elements of the of the play mechanics that give it its unique and fundamental charm and it is oh boy just by having that level editor in there the fucking workshop content is going once it hits real access and more people have discovered it it's one of the reasons why so many people were watching me normally I get like maybe two or three people on the live stream at you know three in the morning locally my time in the middle of the week um I had like five people uh all of whom were new, two of whom had beaten the game earlier that day and were like, oh yeah, I just want to show my friends because, you know, it's such a cool game and I agree with them and it's a rare game where you can restart the same level in 
utter abject frustration and then play up to that point, which is like a significant chunk of playtime. It's like 10, 15 minutes to get there. And you do it three times and you love it. You hate that you keep getting stuck there, but you, it's not a bug. It's a feature and, you know, blah. Certain, I'm sure that certain uh, types of players will respond more favorably to that aspect of the game, especially if they had not gone to experience the pure unbridled joy of the open beta, which also, one other thing, in the early access version, you don't get all the guns, like, all at once, like they did in the open beta, which I thought was a very cool feature of the open beta, and that I hope they would carry over into early access and then beyond, um, based on community feedback, but it looks like they're going in a different way. Um, because that gave you real choices as to what do you want to, what ammo types do you want to save, who do you really need to kill, right now, immediately who's an imminent threat, and who do you have to save the ammo for, because if you don't have, if you can't use that weapon, they're gonna just annihilate you. Anyway, it's a super good game. Also, finally in our top stories, this dovetails nicely with our feature. Um, our feature this week is the Steam Fighting Game Sale, which is a doozy. And we'll talk about that. Actually, that's uh, that's that's the next segment. I will, I will. You're fired, you motherfucker. Oh, and of course, that would make it for our sequel, friends. Our date: 2020, 1139, 100 hours. Uh, yes. So, the Steam uh fighting game sale for November. Is going on now through no, uh, from the 12th of November through the 16th. It ends on the November 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific. I have combed through and found some of the more major um, bargains for you Linux fans. This dovetails nicely. Well, well, we'll talk about that in a moment. I wore based them with the feature. Oh my God. It's Bolivian. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. So, yes, the Steam Fighting Game Sale, which they kind of. They, they've tried to do this before, if I remember correctly, and it wasn't that great. This sale is really good. They've taken an expansive kind of uh, view towards what constitutes a fighting game um, and, you know, therefore is eligible for the sale. Like They have some games in there that are not really fighting games, but it doesn't matter. I chose to focus exclusively on the hardcore fighting game experiences that you can have on Linux at the cheapest discount possible with the best games available from the preeminent top tier franchises and they do not skimp on any of this also this dovetails nicely with the launch of the lunch sticks that should happen day after tomorrow on Sunday you should be able to buy um, or order my sticks on Etsy um, and I've been having a lot of fun with uh, I shipped my first two yesterday by the way but I'm finishing the one that I want to have the one that's 
my dream, my wish. I'm getting close to finishing it. it I, I'm getting the impression that it'll never be completely, completely done. But um, I'm adding the finishing materials to it after I, as soon as I'm done here, drilling the last uh, couple of 12 millimeter holes for um, the auxiliary controls that I need for when I play Tempest. Mine has a spinner. It's got 14 buttons on it and a full-size joystick. It's amazing. Um, world-class fucking championship-style fighting sticks are all the components that I use. I use Sanwa buttons or generic knockoff Sanwas made in China that use the exact same mold as the Sanwas that, you know, we all know and love. Um, they're great, and they go on a lunchbox. It's like, and if it's not a lunchbox, then it's a box that is decorated. Um, I'm doing a Clockwork Orange lunchbox right now that I I did the design for and then I painted and then I added an overlay of the design etc 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 and that one's going to have all orange buttons to it I'm going to call it the uh, the orange stick it's on a tin lunchbox and they're great and, they, and they're wired uh, with um, generally it depends on you know I made like five of them now <laughs> all different shapes and sizes it's really fun, it's really enjoyable I've been having a lot of fun playing a lot of really cheap fucking fight games that are really good, so these are in no particular order, more or less more or less Masa Menas, Ivor you're fired where are my show notes god damn it hang on, sorry about this okay we have our shit together a little better now um, okay, so fighting games have come a long fucking way uh, especially over the last 10 years uh, but, uh, I remember in my late teens playing the Guilty Gear franchise, of course my middle teens I played uh, Soul Calibur uh, Tekken 2, Tekken 3 Tekken 4 um, actually was there a Tekken 4? I know up to Tekken 7 now, I still play Tekken but Anyway, we have the we have some super product for you in this in this our list of ten games. These are super eminently replayable, infinite. Like we're talking like hundreds to thousands of hour type games. Um, most with online play, some don't, and I'm not going to make a big distinction about which ones do and which ones don't. Um, cause frankly, I've, I've loaded up, I've loaded up on all of the games on this list. I think I bought all of them except for one. And then we have like an honor, honor, honorable mention because the last game on this list has the most fucked up title of any video game that I've ever seen. It now holds the title for most fucked up title. Let's get started. We will not bury the lead. Number one, Soul Calibur 6. The fucking premier, you know, fucking Death Star of fighting games. Most amazing animations. Tied with Tekken 7, which is next up on the list. Uh, most amazing animations, uh, modeling, and rigging of any fighting game ever. And I, it shares that title with Tekken 7, in my humble opinion. Um, the character design, phenomenal. The, uh, I wonder if the story mode works yet. 
I know online play works. I know that the character creation works. I know I've played a lot of Soul Calibur 6 on Linux. Um, but for some reason, the opening cinema and the main story mode would not run. And it drove us nuts. It made us crazy. Anyway, you want a AAA fighting game title that you can spend hundreds of hours with. Soul Calibur, of course, is the fighting game franchise that uh, really introduced weapon-based combat, uh, sword-based, nunchaku, staff, etc. Post-Bushido Blade into a real fighting game format. Um, and Soul Calibur 6 is phenomenal. Runs great on Linux. 84% off. All of these deals expire November 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. PSDT. PDT. PDST. PSDT. STD. TPSTD. TPSTDs. Uh, make sure to be there at 1400 hours. PDST. ST, and if this gave you PTSD, then STFU. Um, Soul Calibur 6, 84% off, $9.59. Uh, so 10 bucks. The character creation in Soul Calibur 6 alone is worth $10. So, our next, number two on our list, is Tekken 7. My perennial favorite fighting game, although they did eliminate, uh, Le Wulong uh, and all of his form shifting madness which is sad from uh, the latest installment they are out with a new DLC for Tekken 7 too which you have to buy separately I, I don't have that DLC um, but Tekken 7 you know I would argue is the finest fighting game all around out there in the universe we all kind of know that though which is why this list starts to get pretty weird from here on out and it gets so good I have a game on here that is so good that it will rip your balls off and if you do not have balls because you're a girl person then balls will be provided for you and then taken from you ripped from your body and then you'll gladly eat them you'll eat your own balls that's probably the worst sales pitch ever in the history of the world game so good that you'll eat your own fucking balls <laughs> I'm sorry that's just, so, that's just so funny to me tales so chilling they will guarantee to kill you dead where you sit in your reading chair that's how good these games are so okay Tekken 7 is 75% off also at 10 bucks $9.99 um the character models animations rigging and character design fantastic I have a uh um a statue that sits next to Bayonetta who's like a 14 inch tall statue cause she's not proportionally correct by design, and anyone who points that out to me needs to fucking grow a dick and realize what's cool. Although, if you're a hot chick, don't grow a dick, because I I, I I need your phone number so we can discuss the future of your vagina. Anyway, moving on! Uh, and the Doom Eternal Marine, who's a 10-inch, and then I got uh, Christy, I think that's her name, Eddie Gordo's daughter. 
um, Brazil Caporista, um, and she is magnificent. She's in this game. Great game. Street Fighter is omitted from this list of titles because Street Fighter is really just an excuse to... It's not true, but it's so blatant. They just kind of want to make you pay for each individual character. So what you get when you get at whatever discount, what you get when you buy the latest Street Fighter is an impossible money pit, the depths of which are difficult to truly sound. I did buy um, the Poison Ivy check uh, for Street Fighter um, from Final Fight or whatever. But I've omitted that from this list. These are total packages for the most part. There is one that does include a DLC that you'll have to buy on top of it, but whatever. Tekken 7, magnificent, a stunning revelation, and also a first class. Oh, a lot of, lot of noise, a lot of a lot of sound. You got a body like a battle axe. Load that perfect frown. Honest eyes. We ought to buy you a Cadillac. These are the Cadillacs of fighting games. And actually provide a great overview of like what is possible in the fight in the realm of the fighting game. I wish that Virtual Fighter came to Linux, but Virtual Fighter Four was one of or three was one of my favorite or two. I can't remember. I played all of them. I did not like one. But yeah, so that's Tekken Seven. Now, if those don't scratch your particular fighting game itch, then a game that we very favorably I think we reviewed it. Um, because I played a lot of it. I played like 13 hours of it. It's still not enough for a review. I, I don't review a game until I have at least logged 20 hours or have beaten it. But uh, Mortal Kombat 10, Mortal Kombat X. Unlike Mortal Kombat 11, Mortal Kombat 10 actually runs on Linux. Mortal Kombat 11, which I tried to get running last night, is also on a steep discount. But blah. Mortal Kombat 10 is the one you want. It has online play. It has the combat castles thing, which are like basically procedurally generated um, series of multi-match events that go in series uh, and that provide you with specific rewards. It has the uh, combat catacombs or whatever the fuck, the graveyard where you unlock new and increasingly obscure ephemera it has all your favorites, it's got Scorpion it's got Sub-Zero and it has the most amazing fatalities um, ever and it has a fucking full length movie that's an interactive movie inside of it that is gross, it also has um, Devora who is disgusting and who's probably the sole reason why I do not play that game more often online works great, you will get your asshole reamed by people all over the world Uh, I don't know if this version includes the alien uh, from Aliens and uh, the Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre but those are playable characters they were like made available as a DLC I don't know if this includes them but the great charm, and I'm trying to do like a compare and contrast here. Mortal Kombat 10 really brings back the old school you versus me on like a one and a half screen width length level. So there's not a lot of real estate. 
There's no way to jinx into the foreground or dodge into the background. You got to use your moves, your character's individual skills and techniques using the great move system, which is very, very responsive and super easy to learn in a two-dimensional mega jumping like, you know, when you jump in Mortal Kombat, like, you leap five times your height, which is crazy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I wonder, I, in, the, in the video game documentary, I can't remember what it's called, but the one that's on Netflix, it's a good documentary, you should watch it. Many uh, thanks, uh, God, to Jojo Kimon Kendall for recommending it. It's not the greatest documentary ever, but it's so good, and it's five hours long, and what else do you gotta do Well, yeah, COVID? Um... I, I would love it if they asked the developers from Mortal Kombat why you jump so high? Because they go into details about Mortal Kombat and the FMV uh, capture, which was revolutionary at the time. It was so amazing. And so, then they made a bunch of shitty games. Mortal Kombat 2 was good. Mortal Kombat on the Game Gear was as good as Mortal Kombat on uh, the systems, as good as it was on the arcade. But they made a bunch of shitty games. Mortal Kombat 10 redeems the entire franchise in my eyes and it takes you back into a compare and contrast of like games like Tekken 7 and Soul Calibur 6 which have these very complex 3D environments that are being modeled and move systems that are designed to use them and to you know exploit being able to dodge in the foreground and the background or back you know etc 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 Mortal Kombat 10 is just 2D, but in full 3D with unbelievable graphics. The fluidity of of motion is spectacular, and you guys fight in these very quick, very brutal, very bloody, very awesome uh, Robert Hamburger, real guy to ultimate power style, ninja conflicts, ninja paramilitary, special forces, Rambo, it's every fucking teenage boy's wet dream, and it has never been better. Mortal Kombat 11 does not run on Linux. I, Proton DB says it does run. I own a license for it. I've never gotten it to run. I tried a lot this morning, but Mortal Kombat 10 does run. It is 75% off at $4.99. It's a totally different game from the other two games on this list. Now we're entering into the two dimensional realm. We're, we're, we're peeling back that, 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 that 3D layer. We're going back into the 2D. So now, instead of Street Fighter, our next game, this is what? One, oh shit. I, well, you're fired. You didn't number these. One, two, three, fourth on our list of 10. So we're almost done. We'll get out of here in under an hour. Famous last words, motherfucker! More whiskey. I was holding up the whiskey sign. Mm. That's right, Ivor. Happy Friday the 13th, buddy. We're all gonna die. Mm. This next game is the best two-dimensional fighting game that I have played probably in the last 10 years. At least it's the best looking. When the progenitor of this game, when the first game in this franchise came out long ago when I was like 17 or 18, might have been 19. It was amazing. Didn't come out in the arcades if I remember. It came out for the PlayStation 2, I believe. 
And it tried to break all the rules of what you would expect from a two-dimensional sp- pseudo-sprite-based well, sprite-based at that time um, fighting game. A real hardcore Neo Geo-esque but newer and different from Neo Geo. Neo Geo is famous for The Last Blade, Samurai Showdown, Last Blade 2, all of which, some of, some of those titles you can get and pay full price for, or pay a uh, deeply discounted not full price for during the sale but they are not on this list because I wanted to make space specifically for this one game and it's DLC this game and it's DLC together cost $11 they are both 80% off I have not had time to go balls deep and plumb the depths you know, to like a review level of Guilty Gear XRD Revelator. But what I have played and what I have seen, it is a revolution. This game came out in 2016, so it's four years old. We've seen major advancements in terms of cell shading and tune shading in terms of 3D models. Um, such that like games like uh, Dragon Ball, like the latest Dragon Ball Z uh, game, which is an MMORPG kind of fighting game thing, it's not on this list either. Uh, but it it looks like you're playing the cartoon. Well, Guilty Gear XRD Revelator blends and confuses over the top. Um. CGI cinema sequences its they become indistinguishable from your moves you look like a cartoon but you're a 3D cartoon but when you fight you're in 2D it's, it is awesome tons of characters the same uh, mechanic system that made the original such a groundbreaking and humongously popular title I'm surprised that more people do not play Guilty Gear. I missed Gu- Guilty Gear XRD Revelator mainly because when I switched to Linux only and started doing this podcast, uh, that was like 10 years after I switched to Linux only, but whatever. Um, these games were one, generally not available because there was no Proton, and two, they were expensive, and three, Guilty Gear is notorious. Notorious having the most fucking confusing uh, serialization it's difficult to tell which game came out first by its title like normal people are like okay Tomb Raider 1 Tomb Raider 2, Tomb Raider 3 The Lost Colony or whatever you know, maybe there's a, a subtitle but Guilty Gear is like no we're fucking crazy so like they made Guilty Gear and then they made a, I'm not going to go walk you through the entire timeline but bottom line is this Guilty Gear XRD Revelator came out in 2016, and it is one of the best-looking... I think it might be the all-time... It's like, it is fighting Mortal Kombat 10 for, like, the... But nothing looks as much like a fucking anime as Guilty Gear XRD Revelator. Yeah, and that translates to, like, I think the third or fourth game in in the franchise. Now, to compound this confusion, and by the way, all of these links, links to each title in these orders are in the show blurb for this week um, because I didn't trust Ivor to do it, which is why he's fired! Mm. 
Up next, this is the one, two, three, four, our fifth item. We're halfway through our list, so we might get out of here in under an hour. Is Guilty Gear XRD Rev 2 Upgrade plus all Rev 2 DLCs, Colors and System Voice Bundle? This came out the following year uh, after Guilty Gear XRD. It requires Guilty Gear XRD Revelator um, to run. This is 80% off as well. It's $4.99. It adds a couple of new characters and a huge just it's a list. It's a bullet of content. That means that these that this that number five and number four on our list combined to be one of the best, most jaw-dropping values at eleven dollars. I mean, that's an amazing deal. The sheer amount of playtime you can get. So I want to talk a little bit more about one of the things that why Guilty Gear XRD Revelator is so high on this list. And what blogs? I played it for you know a little bit last night. I've watched more of Guilty Gear XRD Revelator being played than I've actually played it, but I've watched a lot of it, and I've watched a lot of Guilty Gear in general because Guilty Gear was never my favorite fighting franchise. I like Darksiders. Actually, I wonder if Darksiders is uh, Ivor. You made me forget. Maybe that's not the. Maybe that's not the. F- franchise maybe I'm getting it confused anyway it doesn't matter bottom line is this Guilty XRD Revelator has a lot of quality of life features the online it doesn't seem to match me with anybody either the servers are dead or it's just not finding anybody in my region which is okay because what's there is phenomenal and more than enough test for my skooky stick and the lunch sticks that I've been making but one of my favorite things about Guilty Gear XRD Revelator, apart from the over-the-top anime art style, it's just amazing, is the quality of life. Shit, there's a fact that is built into the game menu where if you highlight, the first thing is the fact. Like, if you pause in the middle of a match, like, you know, you're trying to learn some combos and shit, there's a full command list, there's an abbreviated command list that opens underneath that menu, but the fact automatically, if you're highlighting it, which you are forced to by opening the pause menu, if you're highlighting that listing, on the right side of the screen are little speech bubbles that appear that show fact questions that have been answered in the fact. And when you open the fact, it's it's all in-game. That is awesome. Like, why can't I run? Why am I slow? All this shit. Um, All covered, soup to nuts. Uh, and then there's a complete comprehensive move list. There's also the dojo mode, which is an underestimated thing, I think, in almost all fighting games other than the Virtual Fighter franchise. Um, because when I, if I'm going to learn how to play a fighting game, I'm going to learn how to play the fighting game. That means, like, I expect to spend at least 20 hours before I'm even barely competent at you know maybe three characters I expect to spend a hundred hours to get to learn the way the game expects me to time and the way the overall move system works for 
a plurality of characters. I expect to spend about a thousand hours, 500 to a thousand hours, before I can say that I'm really good at a fighting game. And so generally, I don't I don't play many fighting games in general, but now I'm making fight sticks, so I'm playing a lot more of them. And the fighting games are so good. Guilty Gear XRD Revelator has a dojo mode that will walk you through training your fucking character, learning not just the base mechanics of, you know, that are universal across all characters, but really, really helps you get deep into the guts of what makes your character uniquely deadly. Because the, the common misconception with fighting games is that it's all mindless button, ma- button mashing. And sure, there's an element in every great fighting game. There is at least some element of button mashing involved. It's one of the reasons why we're not covering Samurai Sh- Showdown or The Last Blade 2 in this in this, uh, in this this sale edition. Because um, those are very technical games. Virtual Fighter is not available for Linux that I know of. Let me see. But anyway, the bottom line is this. Fighting games are fundamentally... Oh, Virtual Fighter 2 is 99 cents right now. I don't know if that runs on Linux, though. It doesn't look that good either. Virtual Fighter 3 was my favorite of the franchise uh, of that franchise. Mm. But the bottom line is this. The best fighting games combined highly technical shit with some degree, some element of button mashing, which at, at like the t- higher levels of play um, reveal themselves as unpredictability. Why? Fighting games are not stupid. Fighting games are strategy games. They just happen really, really, really fast. Guilty Gear XRD Revelator is like the best of all of these worlds. And you can get the base game for $6 and that's a huge game. It's lots of characters. blah. But I would say if you're going to get it, then get go the extra mile, spend the extra $5 while you may and get at 80% off. I mean, that's that's like you're paying you're you're paying 20% of the full cost between the anyway, you know what I mean? Like this is like jump on this while it's hot. And, and no Guilty Gear game, in my humble opinion, looks better than XRD Revelator. It is mind-blowingly gorgeous. Now, for real fans of the fighting game as like a kind of a window into a story, but with awesome fighting game action, of course, there's Blaz Blue. And uh, by the way, you can get uh, the first Guilty Gear for like $2 or whatever. It didn't make the list. I just thought I would feature Guilty Gear XRD Revelator at $5.99 and, and it's uh, associated DLC. I mean, these 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 titles get ridiculous long. I, I told you we were going to go over. We'll go an hour and 15 minutes. I'm sorry. Blaz Blue Calamity Trigger, which I think is the first game in the Blaz Blue franchise. It's a two-dimensional sprite-based uh Japanese fighting game with a cross with a visual novel. Um, and these get progressively more visual novelly in terms of like massive cinema and um tune-shaded style CGI 
the further into the franchise you go. Um, but Plaz Blue Calamity Trigger is 85% off at $1.49. That's unbelievable. And then for those of you who are like, oh man, these are all like weird Japanese games that I've never played, or like they sound like I'm intimidated by like they sound really difficult, just go get Guilty Gear X3 Revelator. But for the, let, let's bring us all back together in a communal spirit of something that we can all understand. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is $7.49 at 70% off. This is a tag team match between some of the most obscure and some of your favorites, a few of your favorites, uh, characters from the Marvel and the Marvel Comics universe versus the Capcom universe in a tag team battle royale style blah. The online in this game is so hard because this game has been out for a long time. It's one of the Cadillacs of fighting games. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. You can get it for $7.49. It's a great deal. If that's what you if that's what you want. It's more of a pick up and play, minimal commitment, easy to learn, but you know, extremely difficult to master. You will get owned online. I had a guy juggle me like right off the bat and just destroyed me. That was like last year. I'm getting too old. I'm too slow. But going back to Baz the Blaz Blue uh Calamity Trigger, that's a dollar forty nine. 85% off. But if you really want to get into the Blast Blue, I would recommend going for the collection, which is 85% off as well. It's $15.26 and it includes everything, including the last game. Um, the most recent... The, mo- the, mo- <laughs> the most recent game, which is Centrification. Calamity Trigger was the first one that came out. That's a dollar forty-nine. That came out in twenty fourteen. That's six years old. These games are are phenomenal, and they have one of the best soundtracks. No offense, Guilty Gear fans. Um, I love the heavy metal Japanese, uh, Devil May Cry style heavy metal rock and roll with the screaming guitars and just these complex motifs that are like motive, little motive phrases are almost like minimalism uh, and just shred and it's like ah, I want to play a fighting game fills my song fills my heart with a song of joy so the Blast Blue Collection if you're willing to make the investment it's uh, 85% off at $15.26 every single individual title of the Blast Blue Collection uh, it's contained in, therein. You can get an overview of them uh, on the Blast Blue collection. You can buy them individually, and they're all discounted eighty five percent off. Um, so if you just want like one specific game, then that's an option too. Like you can get Blast Blue uh, Chrono Phantasma Extend. Uh, it's eighty five percent off at four dollars and forty nine cents. But each one of these games, like Blast Blue Central Vacation, which is the most recent game in the Blast Blue franchise uh, it normally retails for 40 bucks on Steam, Blast Blue Chrono Phantasma Extend normally retails for $30 and these are in of themselves Blast Blue Continuum Shift Extend which is the second game which I never played at all, I've never even seen it normally retails for 20 bucks, and the original game normally retails for $9.99 original game on this sale is $1.49 the sequel is $2.99 the third game is $4.49 and the most recent and final 
um, installment of the Blast Blue, Blast Blue Centrification is $7.99 instead of 40 bucks. These are humongous values. Because you can spend the rest of the year, the rest of this year and next year, playing any one of these games. And only any one of these games. And I'll see you next year. And you will, this time two years from now, and you will still be like, oh yeah, I got really good. <laughs> and that's all you'll say. <laughs> Fighting games are fantastic value, especially right now where everyone's feeling the pinch of fucking the fact that we're living at the end of the world, <laughs> at the far limit of the world. Finally, as promised, our last title is as replaced. I can't remember what held this title previously, but this is the third t- third video game to hold the title of the most fucked up title. Um, I think in this show's history. So we should ring the bell. We never had it. We never got the bell, did we? Fuck. Oh well. I'm going to read you the title of this game. And this is the title. It is not the title and the subtitle. It is just the title. It is called Melty Blood Actress Again Current Code. And it is 85% off. Uh, at $3.74 now through November 16th. Many people say that, not many, I read reviews of the, I, I got, it runs on Linux, I played it last night or this morning. Um, I was not wildly blown away by it, but I gave it, I only gave it like five minutes. I played two rounds with two different characters. So I saw four, a total of four characters out of 31 characters, each with three different style modes. Each mode completely changing their actual moves. So that's 90... Okay, that's 31 different characters times 3, so that's 93. That is thousands and thousands of combos. The name of the game, again, is Melty Blood Actress Again Current Code. A game that is evidently, at least review-wise, very well respected by its fans and devotees. It looks good and it plays really well um, but it's nowhere near as good as Guild Gear XRD Revelator to sheer overwhelming uh, graphics and Blaz Blue is there with a nice mix between you know story mode and everything else and if you just want to go AAA then get Soul Calibur 6, Tekken 7 and Mortal Kombat 10. Get Mortal Kombat 10 anyway. Even if you hated Mortal Kombat Get Mortal Kombat 10. At $5, that game is so awesome at $5. I, it's like, it's like, it is a ridiculous deal. So there you go. There's our show. We're out of here in under an hour. I will catch you next week. Hopefully, stay safe, stay sane out there, and keep your eye on our fucking fragile democracy because it is tearing at the seams uh, during these waning days. We have 60 eight days, I believe, to go before Inauguration Day when we get a real new president who's fucking dealing with reality and using science to fight real problems that are really trying to kill really all of us. Not like Mobutu Seiko, not just trying to fucking enrich himself and his cronies. Remember, kids, you can always spot corruption when the hypocrisy becomes so toxic and rank that when someone tells you something, what they're really telling you is, oh, For our friends, anything. For our enemies, the law. Cheers. And and a democracy cannot survive under the... You have to have good faith negotiation. 
between representatives on both sides in a functional representational democracy. People are arguing in bad faith, they are lying, and they are traitors. They are trying to destroy representational democracy, and that's a fact. That's an empirical fact. I can list hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of examples just the last fucking year. Last four years, you know, blah. The more they lie, 25,000 fucking lies. That means you have to lie 10 to 15 to 20 times a day. I try not to ever lie. I probably, at most, like, lie maybe maybe three times a day, you know, because there's, like, little white lies, you know, like, where you omit the truth, you know, to spare someone's feelings, or, or you just say something that's false, but only you know that it's false. Like, you know, oh, I didn't see you there, buddy, when you did see them, but you just didn't stop, and you bumped into them with your shopping cart or whatever. Yeah, and it's a convenient way to get out of that. You didn't do it intentionally, but you know, your mind was elsewhere, you saw them, but you say, I didn't see you. These guys, I I tried this uh, uh, last month. I tried to lie, monitoring my thoughts. I tried to lie to myself. You know, everything I thought. So it wasn't something that I said or did. It was just something that crossed my mind. And if it, I tried to keep track for one day of all the times that, like, I thought a lie or I thought I might lie. I got up to eight, and I was trying to do it all day. <laughs> Fifteen, and you're president. <laughs> oh my god! Fifteen a day. I mean, like ninety-seven percent of what he said at um uh not today, but at his last major press conference thing. 97% of everything he said was false. Every assertion he made was false. That's fascism. Cheers, I'll catch you next week. I lied, we went over anyway. Go fucking jump on this deal with both feet. And also look for, um, join us on the Discord and look for links to buy my lunch sticks later on this weekend and in perpetuity going forward for as long as democracy can sustain us, long as she holds us closely to her teeth. Alright. That's the show. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee. Four or five times. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. 
It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.